This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Six. It is a stunning Monday. It is blue skies are plenty, heading for a top of 29. Tomorrow, 33. It's currently 13 degrees, and we are in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours, and we want your interaction. As we say, a very good morning for our McDonald's coffee chat. Visit the My Macca's app. Scotty Cummings, good morning. Morning, mate. Uh, morning, everybody. Yeah, beauty. You're up and about. Good yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm flying. Yep, Had a fantastic so weekend. You be. Yeah, had a great weekend. In Melbourne for uh, Pucker Up, did a uh, uh, the annual ride uh, to for mental health to end suicide, and uh, it was just brilliant. Just people telling their stories and feeling in a place where they could actually say, "I'm struggling," put their hand up and and tell for the first time people that you know that they've they've had battles and they've had struggles and they are struggling now, and it's. No judgment, just help and pats on the back and hugs and lots of hugs and it was it was fantastic. So, but what I was very excited about, I was keeping an eye on happenings over here at Ascot. Very very pumped for our man Simon Miller with Amelia's jewel. Have a listen to this. I was pumped. Sandorio on the outside of all the Kingsmen, further back behind them. Here comes on the outside Bustler and Amelia's Jewel. Sandorio, Amelia's Jewel, Amelia's Jewel hits the lead, going with a Bustler, but the Jewel sparkles in the Guineas. Amelia's Jewel has beaten Bustler. Sandorio. Ah, oh, well done, Simon. Won by a length there in a great race, but also to our other man, Riley Morgan, who comes in to give us his three best for the week best bet, best each way, best Ruffy Goss. Best bet, truly inspired. Tick. No, I don't need to hear it. Just give me a tick, fellas. Uh, best each way, above the peg, which is another Simon Miller in, uh, I think, the last one, the ninth. It was. And his best roughie for the day was uh, Santorio, who ran third in that 370. So, rolls on fire. Simon Miller on fire. Let's wrap for our boys. Welcome to SEN Track and Giddy Up with Scotty Cummings this morning. Win the free McCafe coffee for a year. Visit the My Maccas app. Uh, look, we do have a big show, and we're speaking in regards to big race wins on Saturday. It was the Railway Stakes Day, and uh, and you talked about those highlights, but Tricks of the Trade got up. Jagsy Turner, Troy Turner, mm. he's going to join us. He rode the winner. It's his first group one. Happy days. Zach Clark joins us, of course. He's back in WA, former Dockers yeah, Ruckman. Where's he going? Where's he going? Where's he going? Yeah, he's going to Subi. Well, Subi. I don't know. 
Uh, if you've got a child who's about to finish year 12, you might want to listen to our interview after 7 o'clock because there's something special happening in conjunction with CEDA, of course, sports education for year 11 and 12, secondary education, uh, and also the Perth Wildcats. So after 7 o'clock, Mark Duffield will be back. Of course, he's had his uh, short break, yeah, his four days off. Spell will be fresh. And Teague Wiley will join us also, WA batsman oh. and soon to be captain of the WA Under-19 cricket team. How was your weekend? Did I'd, you do the stitch in time? I there, I did. Stitch in Time, which is uh, Greg Hire's yep. organisation uh, tackling mental health as well. And yep. they had all sports people uh, mm-hmm. waiting on tables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Uh, Bryce Cotton, Ricky Grace, Peter Bowl was there, Luke Jackson was there. All waiting on tables. Yeah, yeah 100%. Fantastic. Um, getting few... used to life after their careers. Yeah. <laughs> A few celebrities and Nathan Morris from, uh, from Nova. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he runs the show. Uh, that was very good. What did good. you do? Oh, I just did the auction. Yeah, Lockie hosted it. I did the auction, and um, uh, and, and Luke. So you were Robin. We... Hey, were you Robin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you go in the auction? Smash it. Nah, solid. Oh, solid. Oh, it's okay. Pardon? Tight asses in the room. No, they were they were pretty 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 okay. good. Yeah, no, it's all right. You know, I just want to pump myself up of how good I was, but why? Really, What's really, happened? What's really happened since I've been gone? Oh, seriously, I, I don't, I don't, and nothing's thrown me off more than that. <laughs> I was outstanding. <laughs> well, what right under Greg though? Right uh, under Greg, right under Greg. Six hundred and fifty people. Blair Evans, Brilliant. former uh, Olympic silver medalist, I think, Olympic uh, Olympian and Commonwealth Games swimmer. Um, she told about her struggles and she gave a speech and she was uh, various stages during the day suffers from. Major anxiety. She was very yep. open, said she wanted to pull out, and this was really uh, tough territory. And then Luke Shuey got up and said he's never had a first-hand family member or himself battle with anxiety or, or mental health, but he's he's involved now at Rise Up, which is fantastic, yep. Stitching Time, and the Rise Up Gala Ball. Um, and he tore a calf walking up onto the stage, and he'll miss um, several weeks <laughs> of the pre-season. You know what? Sometimes that's the best message, and you know, it's Sort of where I I come from too on the, on that angle is that we we were old school where we weren't didn't really understand it. If you don't mm. understand it, if you are doubtful about mental health or you rolled your eyes like I used to do five years ago, hundred oh, percent. Then just educate yourself a little bit on it, and hopefully you never have to deal with it. But uh, you'll find people that will. Well, Blair Evans got everyone to stand up in the room and said, "Stay standing if you know someone." Uh, oh, sorry, stand if you have been attached to anyone or know anyone that suffered from mental health or yeah. issues yeah. and and anxiety. And mental health is just health in in general terms. Oh, well, you've had a bad week. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Well, if, if, you, if you're sick. Or you're sore in any way, you go to a doctor or yeah. a physio or an osteo. So this is the like that. of but, mental but health. With mental health, we, we don't Correct. park it away. And But anyway, it's it's not something to be deep about to start off on a on Monday week, no. but it's just something that uh, it, can, it, help, it helps so many people. And I guarantee you there's yeah. someone you know that's struggling that maybe you don't know about. But yeah. anyway, well under Greg, well under Wayne yeah. Swass with Pucker Up. Yeah, well under everyone. Great to be involved in. Well yes. under you for yep. being awesome at the auction. Yeah, I was. Um, Did you wait tables too? Uh, you don't do that, please. Hard enough sitting next to Lockie, let alone have to wait tables. Anyway, you, you request a table that Bryce was waiting on? No, I went up to Bryce, uh, you know, because uh, he was sitting next to Ricky Race, and you know, I prefer Ricky over Bryce, right? So I went up, <laughs> and I went up. Well, I'm old school, you know, I like Bryce, but uh, so Ricky and I go a long go way, way back. back. Yeah, like, Great man, Ricky Grace. When. When he was a star, mm. well, sorry, he so, wasn't so a star. So were your stars aligned no, in person? No, he wasn't a star, but I made him a star through a lot of my exploits. Ah, so you you brought his star up towards yours. Correct. Similar to similar to Rebecca Twigley with Chris Judd. 
you know, like how I linked that sort of romance yeah, together no, with Jenny. That, yeah. that was me. Yeah. Similar to Ricky and the Wildcats and his rise. Okay. Gotcha. So they were sitting next to Bryce, and I went up to Bryce and said, Oh, I said, G'day, Ricky. He goes, Hey, Tim Garsage. And he gets up and he, he always gets up for royalty, right? So he stood up and he shook my hand. And as he was standing up, uh, Bryce sort of looked up and he goes, Hey, Garsage, like that sort of like, hello, like just dismissive Bryce Scotton style. Oh. But, not, but not in a negative way. That's just what oh. Bryce does. He's right? shy. Yeah, correct. He's exactly what it is. And I said, I see the Phoenix won tonight because they played them on Thursday. The Phoenix beat United in Melbourne for the big Melbourne game, the the slowdown or the showdown or the whatever they call Melbourne down or the throwdown. 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 (laughs) You got there. Anyway, uh, and he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, yeah, yeah, big result. Good turnaround for them. He said, yeah, but we beat them. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Good focus. Yeah. Good focus, Bryce. Good focus. <laughs> focus, man. Did, did you? Did you? Uh, the, uh, w's and L's? That's what I was excited about too. Uh, when I got over to Melbourne to check that result to see the Wildcats got up, that yeah. was good. But did you address Bryce's um, inconsistency? Yeah, I did. did. You ran it past him. Yeah, so he then knocked down thirty-two points. Yeah, that a boy. And your man Brady, man, back-to-back twenties. Oh boy, I told you. There you go. Stay with him, John. Really, stay with him. Bit of individual brilliance. Thank you, John. Really. Shirt tucked in, and this is the key component. This is what's changed their last couple of wins, right? They got it because they got a bit ragged out there during their five. Game His loss. head was about to explode. Oh, his head went so red. Oh no! Yeah, on Thursday, and I didn't see the. This feel like Jr. He's so cool and His shirt and his head just molded no. into one colour. <laughs> he was wearing one of those suits. <laughs> he was wearing one of those morph suits. Yeah, that's it. Uh, morning, boys. Guns and Roses, sensational Friday oh, night. Oh uh, yeah. Well. Can I just make mention of Guns and Roses? Did you see? Did you see the community announcement on the on the stadium scoreboard? <laughs> Said, you know, for the you know, if you're not feeling well, ring this number. The actual title was "Knocking on Heaven's Door?" Question mark. Not feeling well? Call. That went well done. Well, wow. I had to park over at Crown for the night for for um. No undercover fee. No under. Oh, for it's. I was at Stitching Time, mate. I'm um, pretty sure that was the... Is that same night? Saturday night? Yes. No, it was Friday. 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 I was at Friday night. I was doing the Crown Contractors Award over at Crown as well. Same room as Lucy. Oh, I was crazy busy. Yeah. And then I had to go to an engagement party on Saturday too, which is my one social outing for the year. Anyway. I saw that. I saw you posted that yeah. on... Lily and Henry. On Insta. Henry from Lily and Henry, Park. and I've gone... There's no way he's gone to that. I, I really just walked past a cafe and there was a sign out the front that said, Lily and Henry's engaged your party and you decided to go, well, congratulations, no, you too. No, no, Good no. on you. No, no. So you actually went out where people were. Yeah, well, like that's my nephew. A social. Yeah, and I went out to my mum and dad. Was a, we had a wonderful time and I went down there. But I did stop several times to take to, to watch the railway stakes, <laughs> which was Miller. And that's when – what about Simon Miller? How, you know, we heard Amelia's jewel. Suit – Tie. I'm tipping a very well-ironed white shirt. Crisp. Yep. Crisp white shirt. He used the fat end of the ironing board <laughs> and got it perfect. And a great ride by Paddy Cabra. Anyway, as I said, I was on the uh, Friday night. I was over at um, Crown and trying to get a park here with Guns N' Roses yeah. being on was just a nightmare. Yep. A nightmare. But I drove right up to Crown Towers and got the valet parking, so I was, I was okay. Oh, it's a nightmare. It must have been a nightmare for I you. I felt sorry for the other 15,000 people trying to get a park. Anyway. Oh, well, Guns N' Roses would have been fantastic. Apparently it was very good. Yeah, but they, they reckon that um, – who's the lead singer? Uh, that would be – Axel? Yeah. And Axel who's the guy Rose. who plays the guitar? Slash. Slash. They reckon Slash was outstanding. Axel? Nah, they reckon he's stars waning. They reckon he's – He's about 65. <laughs> yeah. 
quite but apparently he goes he's away with the pixies and they have to get someone uh, actually physically has to virtually keep with him 24 because he just goes wandering <laughs> not, in, not in a mental health way or a strange way just just goes wandering and they said no you've got to stay focused and he you know oh, yeah, I'll get there I'll get to the concert and they said no no no, no, no. You, well, you're on stage at X amount of time you've yeah. got to be there they had to I, a hard bargain. It surprises me because I would have thought he's lived a very clean and healthy lifestyle over the years, Axel. <laughs> You're a liar! <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I've got a question that we had raised uh, on Twitter last night and you and I have had a conversation with. I want, I've come up with something. I, I want your list, your list of the most... Now, whether it be white noise or whether it be outside noise or heat from social media or from the media or the general public or over the fence, what are the five sporting jobs inside the sporting industry right. or people or individuals that cop the most heat? Yep. So from the, from the outside. Interesting one. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is very, very tough. Because it can be a, an organisation, it can be uh, a manager, it can be a coach, an individual player, it can be some media, it can be whatever you want. So 13 12 55, this is what we're asking you to do. Two Kid Depot open line or text 0487 736 736. You'll get onto our SCNWA breakfast. We're asking for what are the top five, in your opinion, Scotty, in my opinion, and the listener's opinion, we talk about jobs that cop heat. Positions that cop heat more mm. than most. And, and, and it's sort of cyclical. We could go through patches. I'd love to know what yours are. Let us know. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Got a few. 13, 12, 55. More on that short. Got a few options in there. A couple of individuals, a yep. couple of positional yep. type things. Yep. I was going to, yeah, you started the show uh, after the AFL grand final, Robbie Williams style. Yeah. Hey, for the next... be phenomenal, so you better be good. Yeah. Well, that runs with the yeah. <laughs> two hours. I'm going to be phenomenal, so you better be good. I was going to kick off with a uh, Gianni Infantino style intro to the show for me. What do you me. mean by that? Well, his speech. He's the he's the uh, the FIFA president. Have a listen to this. Today I feel uh, Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. Today I feel uh, gay. Today I feel disabled. You didn't say that you feel like a woman. Now I forgot, I feel like a woman. I was bullied because I had uh, red hair and I had these red, how do you call them? Uh, freckles, freckles. Wow. <laughs> so, so oh, I'm going to start the show with that every day from now on. <laughs> Which bit? All of it. Yeah. Um, I've, just been, I've just been fr- reminded it was a, 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 a slip up by my, myself. I'm sorry? Yeah. I've, oh, I've hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Backing up as we speak. Oh, yeah, we're going to have that. But it goes to that. show who listens to the show. Oh, I had a slip up. I made a mistake. It's right up there with I feel Qatari and. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Well, a jockey has texted me to say, Jagsy Turner has definitely won the railway. He won it on El Presidente. And not only that, he won the Caracatta on Danny Boy in 1995, which was also so, a so three-time group one winner. Yeah. So I made an error. I made an error. I don't know what's happened. I don't so, know so it's like asleep or what. So, I'm not so, I think I'm so hearing so things. Paddy Carberry 
One of the well, tennis player, full-time well, tennis player, part-time nah, jockey. Well, he's not really a tennis player. From all reports, he's been pants yeah, every day. Terrible. Yes, Miller. Anyway, so he rides a winner on Straight Saturday. Set, zip, zip, zip. He gets carried to success. He always yeah. does to steer it. Don't have to do much else. And he rode another one yesterday with the same colours as Amelia's jewelry. He rode another winner yesterday for Miller. And I had I had breakfast with Simon Miller yesterday at yeah. our local, at yes. our office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Melagrano's over there in Subi. And he was sitting there in the corner. And... um. He didn't say that he had a horse going around at uh, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> and it absolutely brained them. And it carried Pat Carberry again. Carried him, little Patty. So uh, Patty's just you know, he's latched onto a very good stable, a good owner, some good horses. Pat Carberry, he, his star was he, he was he was done, mate. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> now, good on you, Patty. Thanks for the upside. Uh, Patty, good weekend nice for you. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> we've got a bit going on in the show, so we're going to get a breakaway and come back. Uh, we're on this day. Um, John said, "Well, initially the fitness department has had the heat on in a lot of uh, in a lot yeah, good point. recent years in all sports. Yeah, Absolutely, they yeah. really have. And as soon as one person says, oh, they look unfit,' <laughs> generally four months later, the fitness coach is gone.' Well, I've got some uh, Tim gossip uh, right here. We're just going to run with this Tim gossip right here, right now, start off the top because that's just jogged my memory. I got mail at the Rise Up Ball. Now you don't normally go to those things and, and get gossip. It's not what I'm after. <laughs> Gee, it was good when it came across my table." <laughs> The West Coast Eagles' new fitness coach yes. has arrived. He arrived on Thursday in town, and he'll be there at training today because the first and four-year players go back to training today, so all the fat kids go back right, to do uh, extra pre-season. Hey, hey, I didn't like it when they called us that. <laughs> so stop it. Why do I look at you and always think that? Anyway, so no disrespect. So Some people need a rest and rest their body <laughs> over the off-season. To refresh up mentally. Well, they should walk into... Uh, uh, <laughs> or waddle. <laughs> they shouldn't go through drive through They should walk in. Uh, now, um, he's Irish. He's come yep. from Ireland. Is he mad? He's, Is he angry? He's a hard taskmaster. Tim and he's under 5'8". He's angry. absolutely wield a big stick. So a bit of Tim Gossip is that the like new uh, strength and conditioning coach has arrived yeah, okay. at the West Coast Eagles and he's a hard task master. Well, enjoy the last few days of your holidays, lads, for the older boys. The same with Essendon players as well. As soon as the review comes out and says uh, we weren't fit enough, mm. you go, oh, it's going to be a long summer. Uh, Oscar, Essendon are into it. They're uh, going to get they flogged. Are. Everyone's there today. Uh, Gold Coast have posted their two-minute time trial, which clubs don't often do. They don't like to post their time trials because they don't want to – they only post the, the first three across the line. They don't post the Jeremy <laughs> McGovern's. Oh, just, uh, <laughs> I've got no problem with that. Uh, so uh, Oscar Forkhead was the um, fastest two-time <laughs> – What did you say? Forkhead. <laughs> it was Oscar Forkhead. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to tip in. No, you don't have to. I'm just telling you who it was. Oscar sure Forkhead was then. fastest. Noah Anderson second and uh, Jeremy Sharp third. <laughs> Forkhead. He was calling me that. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, To make two, 2K time drive means stuff all. Mate, I don't know if you know, but every now and then we run over time and we get yelled at, okay? Who by? This we'll boy. take a break. <laughs> Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. That it is for November 21. Happy birthday if you're celebrating a birthday. Marlo Thomas is 85. Diamonds, daisies, snowflakes, black girls, chestnuts, rainbows, springtime. Yeah. Marlo Thomas. 
daughter of Danny Thomas starred in that That Girl TV show, 1966 to 1971. Never heard of it, nor have I. Juliet Mills is 81 today. She was working in a bridal yeah. shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family. So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield hey, store, she was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more. She had style, she had flair. She was there. That's how she became the nanny. Who was she? No idea. She was in the nanny for a couple of years. I think she's the wife. Now the father finds her again. Don't ask me questions, man. I'm just following the script. Hey, Graham Bond is 79 today. You would have heard of him. Yeah, it was zipped from three no. so far, so not really. I rip your bloody arms off. Yeah, now yeah, never saw the only Jack show. Oh, brilliant! So wrong. So young. He went on to be in uh, Better Homes and Gardens for a long time. Yep. Missed that too. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I've got Bruce Laird. He, uh, of okay. course, uh, the Stumpy Laird, 72 today. Great catch. What a superb piece of cricket. Nuggety opening batsman and a brilliant in-close field from Bruce Laird. He's oh, happy birthday, Bruce. Happy birthday, Bruce. And speaking of small cricketers, Justin Langer's birthday today. He's 52. And that will be 250. Justin Langer. Run down to third man. 250. Happy birthday to the great man of Legend. Big part of what we do here on SEN as That's well. Legend. Yeah. Who's your famous Favourite host of Sale of the Century over the years? Who's been your favourite? Uh, Tone. Yeah. Well, Glenn Rich's birthday. <laughs> the cash jackpot of $160,000. All on the world's richest quiz, Sale of the Century. And now, here's Glenn Rich. Yeah, it was always... Hostess. Who's your favourite hostess? Well, Adriana. She wasn't. So was she a Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. Uh, Name of Calvin, then? Uh, Delvine Delaney. Ah, oh, that's it, Delvine. Victoria Nichols. No, don't remember her. Oh, Delvine. Victoria Nichols. Delvine. Delvine. Always. And Nikki Buckley. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Silvani's wife, Joe. Joe. <laughs> oh, no, she was a model in it. She wasn't, she didn't turn the numbers or anything. She came out and just went, hey. Yeah. Anyway, hey. <laughs> It's Bjork's she, birthday. She came and went, <laughs> non-speaking part. <laughs> Bjork's 57. So quiet. Yeah. It's oh so It's from Iceland. So That's to make this okay. Good song. You fall in love. Does she have anything else? Oh, she got lots of stuff, but that's just... Can you pick that one? It's a classic song, mate. This, is, this has got our audience written all over it. Uh, you need to get out. You need to get out and meet some people. How big was this way back when? Carly Rae right Jepsen, 37 oh, hello, today. Hello. Here's my number. Don't call me maybe. Hey, I just met you. Miami Dolphin. Woo! Hello. It's crazy. But here's my number. Don't call me maybe. Yeah. Every sporting club was doing this. And the best one I saw was at the Staples, the Staples Centre. Google Staples Centre for me, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Oh. No, you can't do it. <laughs> a lot better than the stuff you normally Google. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Uh, I'm not going to worry about Isaiah Firebrace's birthday because he, well, he didn't go on to do anything. 
Uh, Red oh, Dog, no. Red Dog, who inspired the movie Red Dog, died on this day in 1979. He was oh. only eight. Oh. Mick Jagger married Jerry Hall on this day in 1930. Jerry Hall was shacked up with a West Aussie for a long time. You mean in a committed Warwick relationship? Hemsley, I think. You mean in a loving, committed relationship? Oh, yeah. Call it. Shacked up, okay. Whatever. Casey Donovan, 16, was crowned Australian Idol. Who is your Australian Idol? Casey Donovan with the debut single. 16. 16 years of age. Guess who was runner-up? <sighs> who remembers Kalea. the runner-up? Anthony Kalia was runner-up. That was it. Yep. Little fella. And David Cassidy <laughs> died on this day in 2017. Oh. He played Keith in The Partridge Family. November 21, happy birthday everyone. 6.30 News is next. We're off to get a Maccas. <laughs> Sit down. Stop dancing. I know. I don't know why. I wish it was. I tell you what. I hate dancing in public. I love dancing in the studio. Uh, well, yeah, I wish it was the other way around. <laughs> Yeah. Don't come in. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was close today. I was real 50 I know, don't worry. <laughs> hey, um, hey, uh, happy birthday to West Coast Premiership star, Sydney Premiership star, Sydney Swans director and AFL commissioner Jason Ball, who hit 50 today. 50. Did he? On the front nine. Yeah, well, I don't, well, there was some doubt that he was going to get there, but the big agate is uh, 50 today. So as soon as I said November 21, you started running. Oh, hang on, that room rings a bell. And I Googled him and I got a green senator. Google it, mate. Uh, but the first Jason Balls and not the other one. That's why there's a lot of confusion on Jason Ball. It's like Adam Gilchrist. When you Google Adam Gilchrist, he's a yeah. multi-million dollar owner of some, some fitness thing, right? F24. What's, what's the difference? Same bloke. Same bloke then. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like I followed Gilly around the, locally. We near the house the other day. Did he know? Uh, well, he was driving. And I, didn't, I, thought it was, I thought it was his wife or children driving his car and he was him. And I thought, shouldn't you be at the cricket? What sort of gear well, is maybe, this? Well, maybe at work on Monday. What is the, what is seriously? He's on one game on, one game off. What sort of job is that? Well, it affects me greatly, so I wish he'd pull his finger out and get it sorted. <laughs> All right, let's do this for um, Kraken. The broadcast sponsor of the FIFA World they Cup. Are. For they SEN. Are. Let's just find my notes here. Tell you who's not happy. I'll tell you what, sponsor's not happy at the World Cup. Budweiser. Yeah, yeah Don't forget, they're not pleased. Trusted by 9 million crypto customers worldwide. Kraken, that's K-R-A-K-E-N.com. They are broadcast sponsors of our coverage on SEN of the FIFA World Cup Qatar Hang on. 2022. If they come in and said, oh, want us, we want to sponsor the sports update. Yep. Fantastic. I know. Kraken spelt with a K-R-A-K-E-N. And I wouldn't say Kraken and sports update in the same sentence normally. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Qatar, they suffered. Troy Turner is waiting. A loss <laughs> last night to open the World Cup. 2-0 and Valencia was on fire for Ecuador. This is how it sounded. Ecuador looking to get their way in here. And Valencia is being tripped up in the box. Clear off the line. Penalty. 
for the opening goal of the World Cup. Emma Valencia strolls in and rolls it down the right sides. Tried to thread it through towards Plata. Bounces back to him on the ricochet. Leaves it behind for Preciado. Swings across him. The header. Oh, pinpoint perfect from Emma Valencia. That is sumptuous. Sumptuous. Wow. And Archie Thompson doing a great job. the first time in a long, long, long time the host country has lost their first game? Uh, first time ever Yeah, okay. that a, her- so that a host nation uh, has lost the opening match of the tournament. Correct. Look at you. All over it. Oh, mate. Meanwhile, Socceroos winger Martin Boyle has succumbed to a knee injury, ruling him out of the World Cup squad oh, no. on the We're eve of the tournament. Uh, he suffered it for the Hibs when he was playing for them October 16th in Scotland. Marco Tilio of <sighs> Melbourne City comes in. They gave him to the last minute for Martin Boyle to get fit, but could not prove his fitness, unfortunately. Of course, the campaign for the Socceroos begins tomorrow morning, 3 o'clock. We'll be here oh, watching so it be up in the SCN studios. You'll be guilty. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo has scored points in what could be his last ever race in Formula 1. Not finished at ninth at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Hopefully not. not He's going to be a reserve driver Red for Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, looks I was like. surprised. I thought he was going to Mercedes. He's gone to Red Bull. Yeah. Um, Perez doesn't like Verstappen. Don't like him at all. Yeah, right. So they're putting Daniel in because they want to keep Max happy. Mm. And Daniel and Max are th- close. So they're waiting for Perez to... See you later. They finished nice, didn't he? Finished and nice. uh, then proceeded to go and do about 20 donuts. A couple of doughies. <laughs> a couple of doughies in front of the faithful. And off it's good, wasn't it? You know what? Here's your tyres. Have these back. In fact, we've got that. This is Daniel Ricciardo signing off. Yes, mate. P9. Good job. Finishing the points. Great race, buddy. Great overtaking. That was a proper honey badger show. That it was good. Loved it. That's really nice. Thank you, guys. Cheers, buddy. It's been an honour, Daniel. It's been an honour. Really good two years. I think I speak for everyone in the team when I say how much we've all enjoyed working with you. Yeah, I appreciate your efforts. Uh, thank you. Then men and chopped up their tyres. <laughs> we had a, we had a bit of a gap in the data there, but uh, we're good now. Bit of a gap in the days after he just chucks a few dollars, about 10 or 20 dollars in front of the crowd. What a load of crap. Yeah. They have treated him so poorly. Yeah, we've loved you, Daniel. And they have given him absolutely nothing. They put all their eggs in the Lando Norris basket, and all of a sudden they love him because, you know, he's going. He's leaving. crap. So our McLaren band stands? Yeah, no, no, no. 100%. You have to keep won't be buying one anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Still stands. We won't drive one. Troy Turner's waiting. Very, very quickly, Gary Ablett Jr. returned to the footy field. You see that in the Northern Territory. Bit of a calf injury, though, he picked up in the second quarter. So, about him, I reckon. He had a calf in the second, did he? Yeah. He just went and what, sat in the forward pocket? Sat in the forward pocket for a beer. Sat ah, on the bench. Ah, so, sorry, guys, I can't script. come back next week because <laughs> I've done my calf. Ah, what script, yes. Auctioned off six signed jumpers in the forward pocket. <laughs> yeah, took a bag with ten in it and left. And we're talking about jobs that cop outside heat. Yes, yeah. uh, and I think it was John that texted through, said he sports did. physios. Yep. Lots it reminded sports, me of yeah. Jason Webber, the former Fremantle physio. So I just Googled him because he went to the Perth Glory and now he's uh, doing his own thing as Jason Webber. But when I Googled him, there was a change.org petition for Jason Webber to remove him from the Dockers. That is a lot of outside heat. Yeah. Wow. He was copying it was when he, he was, he was the Fremantle. fitness coach. Yeah. yeah. With all the soft tissues that they had. Yeah. And what about this one on the text? No name. <laughs> one to four year players are returning to the track for the West Coast Eagles, so no one's returning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. good. No, it's not 
good at all. It's oh, funny. Have a joke, mate. It's the off-season. Guns N' Roses. had a friend that went to Guns N' Roses on go. Friday night. Went yep. for two and a half hours, yeah. they reckon. Yeah, that's because Axel didn't know where he was. And then he saw me, like, when the kind of... <laughs> there was an hour break because Axel went for a wander. Where's Axel? He went across the bridge. Slash just kept playing oh, guitar while they tried to find him. hour-long solo. <laughs> <laughs> nice work by you. Sports update. Thanks to our friends at Kraken, of course, like he, uh, leading keeper with Kraken. Your crypto's in good hands. Kraken.com. That's K-R-A-K-E-N. Broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. Troy Jags-Turner. He's ridden three Group 1s. Three. He's going to join <laughs> Three. He is the reason that you were wrong. <laughs> Tino Resort man got an inside run. Buster Bass search and rocks behind them. Alaskan God tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade is gathering them in. Here comes Tricks of the Trade. Tricks of the Trade pulls a little bit of magic out of his Tricks of the Trade and he wins the railway stakes. Tricks of the Trade for veteran trainer Cole Webster. Troy Turner has won the railway from either Star Trade, Comfort Me, last of the line. Ah, brilliant stuff on Saturday. Tricks of the Trade getting the job done. Uh, Colin Webster is one of the gentlemen of the industry and he's uh, teamed up with Troy Turner for many a long time and this meant a lot to our next guest in Jagsy Turner after taking out the, well, once many believe it's the race that everyone in WA wants to win. It's our Cox Plate. Uh, Jags, congratulations, mate. If you come down after a Saturday, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, just uh, it was a good weekend. Thanks to, um, yeah, the Webster team. Um, they've done a good job with the horse to get him there. Mate, it's Group 1 and, you know, big big prize money and it's the prestige, the railway stakes, but it was a highly emotional one. Uh, Geordie came out, he gave you a hug, he wrote a winner on the camp, uh, on the on the program. Uh, the Webster family are much loved. Was that the attachment of it being so special because of your association with Colin and the family and, and everything else to go with it? It seemed as though it was a, a more emotional than most wins you've ever had in your career. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, yeah, being part of the, the Webster team and obviously the horse itself as a young horse, you've, um, we've all been with it right through from the start. So um, to achieve the winner group one was, yeah, just nothing really tops that. Troy, did everything go according to plan? I really like listening to jockeys tell us about how things, they had a plan, things changed, they had to do a couple of things differently during the ride. Did everything just go perfect for you in the railway or did you have, find a moment where you said, all right, change the game plan here? Yeah, well, it's just like preparing for a game, Scotty. You know, you you try to get it right. You have your have your plans in your head, and uh, you go over it a hundred times before the race. But um, in in the run, um, yeah, probably getting to the corner, you probably can't see it. But it got a little bit tight there, and it was um, I, I was just lucky that I found enough room to get through. But it was this chance there that I might have had to had to restrain my man at that stage. So I was just lucky enough and fortunate enough I got the clean run through and then got good clean air and the horse stretched out really well to the line. It's amazing. Isn't it? like a second more or, you know, when you're, you're blocked in, your whole race is either shot or it's completely different. That's that's right. You know, momentum's a big thing in these big races and uh, yeah, you sort of need, the, need everything to go right. Uh, best horse you've ridden? It's definitely up there, Tim. Um, I, he's sort of got potential. He's only he's lightly raced. He's won nine races now, and um, yeah, I've rode some good horses, but yeah, he's definitely up the top. 
No doubt. When you have a look at uh, the list of achievements, the, the Breeders, of course, uh, earlier in the year, the Challenge, the Piper, uh, runner-up in Mel Vista, runner-up in the JC Roberts, uh, unplaced in the Derby, of course, uh, Group 3 in the Asian Bow, running placed as well, and then, of course, on the weekend. Where to now for this horse, uh, Jags? And I know we talk about um, horses, you know, oh, they, 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 they can win in WA, but where, where, when they, they make it, they've got to go to the East. Is this horse good enough to go over there and and dominate? Well, I think um, any Group 1 winner here, Tim, is definitely, um, you know, obviously would make the grade over in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we get horses come from Melbourne to run in our Group 1s, but um, these younger horses, they're on the way up, and uh, you hope to think that um, he would earn his place over there, but he's still got races here. Um, in the fortnight's time, the Northerly, which is an 1800, yep. so uh, that's where he's heading, and uh, hopefully we get through that run all right. And then from there, well, Colin will sort of work it out, a program from after that. Gee, Colin's stable is absolutely firing. I mean, this is a fair Saturday for Colin Webster, okay? So Colin's 82 years of age. That means nothing with Colin Webster. He just trains good horses. He won the Crystal Slipper with Soaring Solo, which Geordie wrote. He just missed the money in the Carbine Club with Billy Ain't Silly. He wins the Railway Stakes with Trista the Trade. He runs second with Baby Paris in the Jungle Mist. Yes. And yesterday, he wheels out another up-and-coming horse by the name of Carrot Lee Rocks Jags. His stable is absolutely firing. It is. It's um, it's incredible because the weekend before, as you know, Baby Paris went and missed in the mountain enclosure and she got scratched from the half a million dollar mm. race. So this is how things can change in this game. It, it you know, you, it was uh, quite an ordinary weekend last weekend, and this weekend is just yeah, top of the tree. So. Yeah, it's amazing what things can happen in this industry. Troy Turner, our guest, who rode the winner at Tricks of the Trade on the weekend, the Group 1 Railway Stakes. Hey, you got fined $400 for the salute. Um, did, you know oh. was, did you know it was coming? <laughs> was it worth it? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, it was just something um, It built up a bit, and it was, I was always going to – well, I wasn't always going to do that, but it just, it just happened, and um, I was just fortunate enough the horse was sort of – Pretty much had the race won, and I had plenty of time to sort of, yeah, um, salute. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, just, um, it was quite emotional. Take us into the, the, the stewards' room. What do they say when they go, Mr. Turner, can we see you? And you know yeah. what they're going to say. Do you walk in and they go, you just go, do you, seriously, do you just say to them, okay, how, how, much? Much, how much are you going to find me? Or do you actually have to sit there and listen? Oh, look, we condone, don't condone that type of behaviour, the safety what of the is horse. That? Because it's the safety factor. It's well, the horses behind might. Yeah, just something goes wrong or someone might please. react to it. Uh, yeah, they're just well, trying to, yeah. What did they say? Well, obviously the rule's there for a reason. And, um, you saluting before the line, your horse could duck in or duck out. And if you fell off or, um, you know, they don't really want riders to be slew. Oh. <laughs> I think he's saluting as he's, he's saluting the as the car Bluetooth. <laughs> he's trying to hook up with the with the phone again. But is, is that a, is that a safety thing, guys? Yes. Why that, so that doesn't affect any other horses? Correct. No, no. You can do it after the line and bring the whole field down, but you can't do it before the line. <laughs> Are you still there, Jags? 
No, he's gone. Uh, he's dropped he's off. gone. Well, he, he would have... Um... Well, we're finding him $300 for not finishing the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he got Fields Danish home. Oh, not home. He ran third. A $71 yeah. shot. He ran third in the second. Paid 13 bucks yeah. a play. So had a big day. Had a solid had day. Big two days, actually. Yeah. The, the Turners, the father-son. Yeah. We're falling sure. for foul language, yeah, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure... 300 for the, the phone blowing up and 100 for foul language. Yeah, and I... And I and <laughs> dropped him in. Did he swear? Yeah. Oh, you think he, he did? He was disappointed. We'll go to the replay. He's back. I think he's ringing back. Um, I'm going to ask him. I'm pretty sure Troy's daughter was or still is a Wildcats dancer. Dancing oh, there you for go. Perth Wildcats. Cool. Fantastic. Good entertainers. Uh, <laughs> you there, mate? Yeah, sorry, boys. I don't know what happened there. No, nah, well, listen. You, you've been fined $300 for incompleting the interview. And 100 for fair language. <laughs> that would be right. <laughs> hey, can I just confirm, does your daughter, is your daughter still a Wildcats dancer? Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> Any more than that? Uh, do you go to the games? Do you follow the Wildcats? I do follow the Wildcats, yes. Um, but I, I don't often go to the games, but I have been, yes. Ah, good stuff. Hey, man, I just mentioned, yeah, and just quickly, I just mentioned Fields Danish in the second there, 71 bucks. You got a name, uh, you got it in for third with $13. Is it a surprise to you or uh, do you, you like it? Well, Scotty, I um, ran second on that horse in the Oaks last year and the horse, probably last preparation, didn't really come up, so its form looks a little bit average, but this preparation, it's actually, its trial was good and its first up run was quite good, so it wasn't a surprise to me. I know the horse has got the ability, but it just had a little bit of an off um, campaign, last campaign. It would have been nice to get a little bit of Gostradamus action on that one, mate. That's the sort of thing that you're tipping Gostradamus. <laughs> hey, hey, no, Gostradamus tipped a winner down at Esperance. Well, I don't you. care about that. $11 into $3.40, if you don't mind. Um, Lisa Staples outside the leader kicked their brains in by the name of uh, Blazing Passion. She rides good down there. Don't worry about that. Hey, Jags, you, say, so you ride a winner of a of a Group 1. You know, it's the Railway Stakes. It's another Group 1 for you. I think it's now Paddy Carberry has reminded me you've won three of them uh, <laughs> after I came on and said it was your first one. How am I going? Anyway, uh you then have to go to Belmont yesterday, and you've got two rides, Optimal and Soldiers Camp. You finished third in one of them. Uh, what's your motivation levels of, of going to the races the day after such a big day, and, and what did you do on Saturday night? Yeah, well, um, Saturday I, after the race, after I sort of showered up in that, and um, I went down and had a drink with the owners and connections and family and all that down at the, um, the winner's circle. Mm. And then I headed over to the stables and um, had another drink there and had a look at the horse and caught up with young Cole, which is uh, <laughs> obviously it's at his stables and he's done a great job with the horse. And, um, and then it was getting back home and then catching up with family and friends. So after all that, it was pretty much um, close to midnight. So it was pretty full on. I didn't really, that, that's how it eventuated. I'd, and then get up in the morning I think I might have had about three coffees to get going again. And, um, <laughs> and it's yeah, six I, hours I in the sauna. Have, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have to ride light, so um, I ended up putting on, putting on about three or four kilos overnight. So, um, <laughs> wow, that, that, that can happen. That happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tough motivation. But well done, mate. Congratulations. So the northerly next for Tricks of the Trade, and who knows, the world's the oyster. He's got some beautiful horses at the moment. He, Colin Webster is one of the absolute genuine uh, good fellows and the doyen of the industry, 82 years of age. But, gee, I tell you, it puts a polish on some good ones. Appreciate your time. Congratulations again, mate. Thanks for joining us. 
No problem, fellas. Good man, Troy Turner, Jagsy Turner. Beauty. Jordan, his boy uh, rode a, a winner on Saturday as well, and also uh, I think he rode a winner yesterday. He rode Carolee Rocks, is a really nice horse, and won yesterday. Uh, we're going to get a breakaway and come back. News is not too far away. And don't forget, after 7 o'clock, we're going to be chatting with Zach Clark, who's back in town. He's going to line up with Subiaco. He's got business interests over here as well. Something special, if you've got a student, uh, uh, a, a son or a daughter or a relative who's finishing year 12 and they want to get into the sport and the entertainment industry, they can do so, and we'll explain to you exactly how. And Mark Duffield's back in the studio. He's had his four days off. He's back in the studio for mornings with Mark Duffield after eight o'clock. It's three to seven. NFL footy now, Scotty, of course, a competition close to our hearts. Of course, Subi and Swans looking to bounce back and already the recruiting is underway and the good news is for Subiaco, they've got their hands on Zach Clark, who has, is back in WA, of course, former Fremantle Docker and uh, was at the Bombers for a couple of years, but is also a premiership player with the Lions and he's been kind enough to join us fresh, uh, well, he's at, he's at the office, he's working because he, he's got a business to run and he's up early. Wow. Yeah, I know. Zach, What's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get something that stupid out. What sort of lunatic does that? Morning, Zach. Thanks for joining us. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, first and foremost, what's the business? Uh, it's BFT. So, it's a gym, group training gym. Uh, I've kind of got involved in it over in uh, Melbourne about two or three years ago um, and just thought it was a great product. I was just a, just a customer and she enjoyed it. So, yeah, uh, obviously, told Alex about it. He was quite interested. Um, COVID slowed it down two years, but uh, yeah, here we are, and we had our opening day on Saturday. Yeah, Body Fit Training Franchise in Spearwood. Alex Pierce, of course, is uh, one of the other owners alongside our man, Zach Clark. So how long have you been back in WA, and was coming back to open up the franchise, or was coming back because you loved it back here uh, from all the time you spent at Fremantle and Subi? Uh, I've probably been back about two months now, so it's reasonably fresh. Jumped in the car and drove the Nullarbor, which is uh, something I probably won't be doing again. Um, but, but yeah, I, um, I came back for the gym partly, but I, I really miss the Perth lifestyle. Um, you know, Melbourne was good, is good. Melbourne's got a lot to offer, but just the lifestyle. Uh, obviously, got a great network over here. And, um, yeah, just, just probably the two years of COVID as well probably impacted that as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I did miss Perth and uh, all my friends and stuff over here. Yeah, I agree with it. So many fronts there. The Nullarbor did it. Tick. That'll do. And uh, the COVID uh, certainly changed a lot of lifestyles over in the East, didn't it? Mate, it's been a, uh, a fantastic journey for you across uh, the footy, your footy career. Frio, obviously, 101 games there. Then uh, a bit of time at Subi where you won a flag. I yeah. think everyone won a flag there at some stage. <laughs> No, Can't believe I let that slip out of my mouth. But anyway, and then uh, and then over to Essendon. What was it like? I want to know about it, the Essendon time when you got to Essendon. It was obviously during a tough time with the footy club. How was it? Uh, yeah, it was an interesting year. Um, obviously, come from Subi where we had you know a lot of success. We had a really tight playing group. Um, going over there, it was yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Um, yeah, it's just just a different culture and different vibe to what I was kind of used to. So. Um, yeah, you know, it was, I was very thankful to get a year over there and um, made a few friends and it's good to experience kind of that Melbourne footy bubble. But, um, yeah, I was probably ready to, to finish up by the end. What, what do you mean by different? Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to really describe exactly what the difference was, but we had really high standards at Frio, obviously under Ross, um, and we really drove those standards kind of in the way that we prepared and reviewed and, I just thought that Essendon was a little bit different to what we were used to. Mm. That was still in that really 
obviously post the saga and everything, they're still probably trying to get that enjoyment uh, back into footy. Um, so, yeah, I think we're just at different stages. Survivor phase almost uh, is the way it's sort of coming across. You played a couple of good games, though. You had a couple of plus 30s uh, in hit-outs against North Melbourne and the Bulldogs. So, I mean, and you were actually in the team for a sequence of games towards the end. So, I mean, were you glad to, to go? Did you think that that was it? Did you want out or did you just uh, did they just cut you? Uh, no, we got to the end of the season and they were, we had an open conversation with uh, with Woosh and with manager. Um, they were bringing in another Ruckman because we had a few few big guys which had, who had a few injuries. Um, so I was kind of on the cusp and then towards the end, it, I think we just decided it was probably better that I was, I was quite happy to move on and they were happy to... Uh, to go in another direction. So it was yeah, it was all good on both parts. Back to Subi, mate, where you've had success. Oh, God, it kills me to say it, but <laughs> doubling as the ruck coach as well. So you're coming in to obviously play your part, have a big impact, but then also help the younger guys coming through with a bit of uh, uh, ruck craft, as they say now. Yeah, exactly right. Um, get, getting on. Uh, the body's actually held up quite well over the last two or three years. COVID's probably helped a bit of longevity. But um, one thing I have enjoyed doing, especially at East Doncaster, was just mentoring those young guys and just trying to upskill them as quickly as possible um, so that they're you know, capable and I can sit in the forward pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a turnover, though, at Subi, since you were last there. I mean, they're, they're probably the one club that has turned over more players than any. They get a few back. Yourself, Taj Schofield, comes back. Of course, the, the son of, uh, of Jared, who was at Port Adelaide. Corin Hayden, who you would have known over there playing at North Melbourne. So, yep. And these young guys, Matthews, Eaton and South, I'm tipping they weren't at the club when you were there. No, exactly right. There's a lot of fresh faces and a lot of guys who can who can really develop really well into strong league players. So obviously winning the uh, Reserves Grand Final was a bit of incentive. I um, had a strong conversation with Subi and just said, look, if I'm coming, I'm coming to win it. I don't really want to finish fifth or miss finals. So, you know, we've got a few guys that, even guys that I played with that had injuries, long-term injuries during the year. So I think we've got a really strong list. Um, we get a little bit of a bounce from the guys below, I think, yeah, I think we'll be really strong. Is coaching, and you talk about ruck coaching and, and, and helping out the ruckman, is is coaching something you're aspiring to do, like, in, in its own right, or are you just happy just to, to sort of uh, be a ruck coach? Yeah, not at the moment, not in the, the near future. Maybe down the track, maybe once I finish, I'll have a year or two out of footy, really just... Um, Get, get out of the bubble and just, you know, do the gym thing. And um, I worked in orthopaedics over in Melbourne, so I might do a little bit of that. And, um, yeah, we'll see. I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Uh, nice work. And you mentioned Ross Lyon, of course, and, you know, and uh, being held accountable and, and strong strong focus on team and, and doing it all right. Are you glad that he's back? Uh, are you surprised that he's back? Um, you know, he arrived at Fremantle, uh, of course, out of St Kilda and goes back to the Saints. What's your thought process on Ross Lyon returning to the fold? Oh, it's, a, it's a bit of a feel-good story um, for, for Ross. I'm sure he's got that itch that, to, to go all the way and, um, you know, probably the final final feather in his cap that he's, he's looking for. So I, I wish him all the best. I hope St Kilda have a strong year. I think, you know, I think he'll get the best out of what they've got. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they go well. Zach, you've been in the game a long time. You said you've, the body's held up pretty well, which uh, which is a, a credit to you. How many games? Have you got a full season in you playing waffle footy here? Have you got a, a, a you know a, an 18-game season there? Or are you expecting a, a 10, if you're happy with 15? Where are you at? 
Uh, not sure exactly. We'll see how the body goes. Obviously, uh, depends how much time I spend in the ruck. If we can get some of those young guys up and going and probably balance my loads in the ruck, it'll probably help. Um, in terms of this year at East Doncaster, I, you know, I was rucking probably 90% of games. I missed four games for the year due to injury and a suspension. So mm. games I was fit for, I played. So, yeah. Can't uh, can't question that, and I think I'll be I think I'll be pretty close. Did he have knee issues? I'm just trying to remember. I remember he had a lot of strapping around the knee. Uh, has that held up? Okay, obviously it has, man. If you like, you missed as you said four games. Two of them were suspension. He only missed two games for the year at East Donny, so that's a, a huge effort. The the knees all right? Yeah, the knees are pretty good. Um, the two years of COVID probably helped get 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 them through a bit more. Um, yeah, they're still they're still not perfect, and they're never going to be. But um, yeah, they're manageable. Oh, body fit will get him right, though. Yes. Body fit training. Body fit Spearwood. Uh, looked him up. Body fit training franchise what in sort Spearwood. Of, yeah, what sort of trainer are you? What sort of personal trainer are you, Zach? Are you a shouter? You're, you know, are you a loud music pump him up sort of guy? Or are you just a little pat on the bum at 6 o'clock in the morning? No, we've got a, we've got a head trainer here, Tom, who's the shouter. He's, he knows all the specifics. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the one that just, just whispers in their ear, get them going. Light, light enthusiasm. I've had, I've had the, uh, the shouters at Freo and... Uh, <laughs> for a long time, so I'm a bit of a softest, yeah. softest type of trainer. Good to have you home, mate. Fantastic stuff. All the very best with the franchise down there. Body Fit Training Franchise in Spearwood. If you want to advertise, mate, you can always come here there, along with Alex Pierce. And good luck at the Mighty Lions, mate. Look forward to seeing you around the club. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Good to chat. Zach Clark joining us, of course. Fremantle fans love him. Bombers fans love him, but Subiaco fans embraced him when no one else wanted him. Yeah, that I is... loved him until now. <laughs> that now is I'm Zach Clark. Don't be like that. Zach yeah. Clark joining us on breakfast. Scotty, something special happening in the world of, well, the Perth Wildcats, but in particular, Cedar, of course. And Cedar is a secondary education for year 11 and 12. It's done slightly differently. It's a one yep. teacher, one classroom. For upper school, of course, it's a, it's a wonderful way of learning. My daughter had some experience there at Cedar. Nick Hannett is the CEO of Cedar and is also the National Development Manager. And he's got something very special happening in the world of the Perth Wildcats. Hey, Nick, good morning and thanks for joining us. G'day, Tim. Uh, pleasure to be here. You've got something very special at the Wildcats and Cedar uh, joining forces for a sport and business program uh, next year, 2023. Yeah, we are. Look, we're delighted to announce that we've got a partnership with the Perth Wildcats and we're delivering a, a double diploma program next year called the Perth Wildcats Sport and Business Program. So it's a post-secondary program. So we've been delivering senior secondary programs in WA now for over eight years, and we're moving into the, the post-secondary space with the Perth Wildcats. Finally got it done, did you? You've been uh, trying to get this done for a little while now. Yeah, look, we've been looking to partner with the Perth Wildcats for some time. Um, we've been delivering the, the, the dual diploma programs around the country, um, but we're trying to do something in, in WA. So we launched last year with the Fremantle Dockers and Purple Hands and expanded to the Perth Wildcats uh, for next year. Nick, tell us about the program. What does it uh, aim to achieve? If uh, I might be looking at something different. Uh, if I want to enrol, obviously, if I hit the criteria, what do I get out of this program? Yeah, so, so the target, Scott, for the program are students that are, you know, completing year 12 in the last couple of years, oh. thinking about what they want to do, but not sure exactly, you know, what that looks like at university of their pathway. So the program will expose them to the sports industry, and it's not just what happens on the court, it's what's happening behind the court as well. They'll get the two qualifications in diploma in business and diploma in sport. And the beauty of that is they'll then, you know, be able to see where they want to go beyond the program, uh, walk away with their double qualification 
um, in sport. Most importantly, though, they'll walk, work alongside the Perth Wildcats staff and, and see how that happens on the ground, all the different areas of the business behind yeah. them, off the court. Do you have to have gone through Cedar 11 and 12 to, to qualify for this, or you can come from outside? No, it's a good question, Tim. Initially, it was always that's what it was for for students from completing Year 12 with CEDA, but we haven't. We've opened it up to the broader network because we know there's a lot of other students out there that are finishing Year 12 or finish Year 12 and haven't worked out exactly what they want to do. So we want to open it up to, to every, every young person over in Perth that's thinking about the sport industry. So if you're keen to work... How good is this? Yeah, keen to work at the Wildcats, and not just the, not just the front line. We're not sort of talking no, about no. rubbing shoulders with Bryce Scott. We're talking no, about You're not the carrying Bryce's room. bags in or hanging out with the players. Yeah, We're engine talking, rooming. Yeah. Entertainment. It's one big night, as we see every night down there. We're talking there. a much longer career than a player's ever going to <laughs> It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so how do... Uh, you've got an information night in a couple of nights' time, I think, uh, Wednesday night at Bendat Stadium, and you're basically telling people that if you want to come, uh, come along and just hear... Yeah, exactly what's on offer. That's the best way of uh, sort of getting a feel for it? Yeah, that's the best place to start. So you yeah, come along on Wednesday night. I'll be there. Um, Sam will be there from the Wildcats. We'll be talking about the program, um, get more information and hopefully make an informed choice about you know coming on board for next year with us. I know it's a partnership with the Wildcats, but this can open up opportunities for you in any sporting organisation. But even just, you know, you've got a diploma of business, you can go off in any direction you want, Nick. Yeah, that, that's right, Scott. And the, the other part of what we're doing too, we've got articulation arrangements with WA universities. So if you wanted to go down the track of business, which you mentioned, we've got a partnership with Murdoch University where you'd walk straight into a second year in business. Um, if you want to go down the sports side, Edith Cowan ECU, we've got a partnership with them as well. You get a full year in the Bachelor of Sport Recreation Event Management. So it really is a qualification. You could just go straight to work the year after that, or if you want to go into university because you've learnt sort of what the industry looks like and you're clear about where you want to go, then absolutely there's pathways to university as well. Nick Hannity is our guest, CEO of CEDA. So in a nutshell, if you've completed year 12 and you want to uh, get into, uh, try and get a, a dual diploma in sport and business nationally accredited uh, qualifications, go to C- uh, Perth Wildcats, you work there for a year, that can open, as you said, can open a number of pathways through uh, WA unis and the like. Uh, you've also got the Indigenous Scholarship available. Information night is on Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 23rd of November at Bendat Stadium at 7 o'clock. If you want to know more about it, uh, get online to CEDA, that's S-E-D-A dot E-D-A dot A-U, so that's there, at slash forward slash Wildcats, or give them a call, one three hundred triple seven three double two. We're going to put all the information on our socials, uh, Nick, so if anyone wants to uh, get a piece of that and uh, ask more questions, you've got to partnerships already going, haven't you, with a uh, number of national bodies. You talked about the Dockers, but you've got some in Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, we have. In the diploma space, yeah, we're running it for two years now. So we're partnering in Melbourne with Collingwood Footy Club, Melbourne United Basketball Club, Melbourne Victory. Um, and in Sydney, we've got the two football clubs up there in Western Sydney Wanderers yeah, and Sydney FC. Great. Sydney Kings as well, too, I think, uh, in in the basketball uh, uh, as well. I could, uh, just quickly, I think Steely Green. We had Steely Green in the studio last week. Yes. Uh, and I think Steely Green's a, 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 a Cedar boy. He's a um, South Fremantle oh. boy. Is he, is he a, is he a is Cedar he? boy? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, yeah. look, Tim, we've got a number of, of, of ex-students that have come through and now sort of moved into professional sport. Mm. It's not the focus of the program, but it also works around their sort of sporting commitments and mm. being in the industry. And as you said earlier, Scott, you know, your, your career only lasts a certain time 
in sport. So we're always encouraging our, our young people to think about life beyond that is and what that looks like in the industry. And it, gives, it just gives you a brilliant opportunity to go into something you're passionate about straight away. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. It is Jump fantastic. on board, 7pm, Bendat Stadium on Wednesday. Hey, Nick, appreciate your time, mate. This is good. I know the Perth Wildcats are very excited about this. Sam Foto and the team over there at the Perth Wildcats. So it is an information night, 7 o'clock. So as I said, mum and dads, if you're listening right now and you've got a, a student that's finishing year year 12 and come through and you're thinking about what are they going to do next and they want to get involved in a sort of a sport and entertainment industry, this is a great launch pad and you can try and qualify through that through Cedar and the Perth Wildcats. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Scott. Good on you. There's Nick Hannett, of course, from Cedar. He's the CEO of Cedar. And oh, this I would is... have loved for something like that. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Let me tell you, Cedar has uh, played a very important part in the schooling of my uh, youngest child, uh, Elsie. So we appreciate that as well. This is Scott Ingalls. Good morning. Counting down the top five sport careers or jobs that cop the most outside heat. Now, they might describe it as white noise, but we're talking about what jobs inside sport across the section could be on the field, off the field, connected, uh, loosely connected, whatever that may be, that have a sporting flavour that cop the most heat from us the media or or the listener or the fan or the viewer or whatever it may be, we'd love your input on this. 0487 736 736 is the text line or the Tookie Depot open line is 13 12 55. We want your input. Yeah. Out of form full forward cops a bit of uh, noise, let me tell you. That was... Nine years worth. That, was that a form full? It was um, always got it back to yourself, don't you? No. Um, oh. uh, it was, um, it was, <laughs> I'm learning from someone <laughs> really good at it. I had it written down, actually, out of form full for yeah. Well, got... Jack Darling's been a whipping boy. I didn't know just how much of a whipping boy he was until I got back here, but, but sometimes he brings a little bit of him to himself. What are you looking at? We're, we're, we're not announcing oh, I'm the telling, list. I've got... not announcing the list. We're just sort of getting people to give no, some no. input. So well, just giving like... ideas. I've got plenty of others. Keep your powder a tad dry if you can for me, please, Scott. Never been a strength. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six is the number of thirteen twelve fifty five. We're off to get a McCafe coffee, and don't forget that you was can my win list. I'm out now. Free McCafe <laughs> coffee for a year by ordering the My on the My Maccas app. Been a great show, Gotta Mark Duffield's got a big show coming up after eight o'clock, mm. as always between Monday and Wednesday, eight till ten mornings with Mark Duffield. He looks get, fresh on a Monday, doesn't he? Let's get a break away. And Teague Wiley, not far away from joining us as well. We're going to be chatting with Ashton Agar tomorrow. It's half past seven. He's in after 8 o'clock. Take you through for the next two hours every 8 to 10, Monday to Wednesday. Duff, good morning. Good morning. How's the weekend? Oh, yeah, you blokes have been going on all day. That Duff's four-day weekend. Well, it started on Thursday. How was it? (laughs) I can't remember that far back. Have you got got Adam Gilchrist's manager? Yeah, or Hazes. I I did have a hit of golf yesterday, I have to say. Nice. Where'd you play? Meadow Springs in Mandra. Oh, lovely. How'd you hit him? Which spot? First two holes, eight and eight. 
It's tough to come back from that. Got, Have you got the mental strength to come got, back from that? Got better after that, but I had lost interest in the school. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if I'd had an eight and eight, I wouldn't have got to the third. Uh, a couple of snowmen. No, you would have walked off. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd get very, very shitty. What do you got I coming up? I can't see that. We're going to get Duffy included in our conversation in regards to our top five sporting jobs, mm. connections to sport that cop the most outside heat through social media, through the fans, through the media, or from each other. What do you got coming up in your show after eight? Clock mark, Duffy. Adrian Barrett, the president elect of Perth, and what he's bringing to the Demons. The Demons are kind of like one of those unsold riddles of the, the waffle, aren't they? They haven't won a flag yes, since. Mate. See the saviour? No. Barrett, what's he going to bring? What's Barrett uh, bringing? He'll bring passion. He'll bring passion. He'll bring passion and energy and profile. Yeah. And and we'll wait to see. Good. And I, and I think he'll bring some people. They need yeah. some profile, don't well, they? We, we, we broke the news a couple of weeks ago about uh, David Mundy. That was Tim Gossett. We said David yes. Mundy will have a role there. I, I believe, too, I reckon three months ago, maybe three and a half months ago, you might have mooted Barra for the He denied uh, it to me. He denied it. I went hard with him a couple of months ago, and yeah. he denied it, and I've got the text. He said, nah, mate, no interest here. A couple of months ago, Tim Gossett. It's, it's not good to tell people that the bloke who's been convinced into becoming the president had no interest a little while ago. That's no, not, no, not, not he's true, though. Great. Yeah. He's going to be great. He'll do a fantastic good luck to him. Job. He was the president of the Subiaco Junior Football Club right. and did a really good job there, too. So hats off to him. I don't know where he's Oh, no, he'll find time because he's... he's Winding down the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a good man, so well done. I look forward to hearing uh, the chat. Trent Cooper, we'll talk about the AFLW Grand Final coming up this weekend. There's interesting venues for the mm, AFLW Final. Springfield. Run into a few issues on that score. Uh, we'll talk to Avril Fay about the Wacker elections. That's clearly one of the more interesting backstories, I think, in Down on there. Ben Smith, uh, the West Australian's soccer writer about the start of the World Cup and Gianni Infantino's speech. That was what that. about that? What do you feel like today? Do you feel Qatari? Man, I feel <laughs> like... Yeah, he did. He said I feel like a woman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Hey, Duff, I'm looking forward to that after 8 o'clock. You can get involved with Duff. Don't forget, one thing you got with Duff's show is you can have opinion. 13, 12, 55. Can't have that here. <laughs> it's not welcome here. Yeah, you you keep your opinions to yourself. Show because it's our opinion. Hey, can I just say, just quickly, one text we did get from uh, from Lisa. This morning, mm-hmm. Goss and Scotty, you're well spoken on mental health. Went to a funeral last week. Friend lost their son to suicide at age 42, left behind a wife and two children. So there's a lot there. and uh, it's, it's out there. It's out there. We need to talk about it more. Uh, well done, Lisa, and, and sorry to hear for your friends. All loss. right. We're going to count down now. Here we go. Count down, count down, count down. I already done mine. So when you're hooking a bit, you just sort of, you hook without giving too much away. It's called a tease yeah, in the industry. Yeah, you know, I just threw up a little floater. So you gave up uh, full forwards? Well, out of form, full forwards. Yeah, because if fo- you're in form, then well, there's no white noise. So we're talking about the noise, noise from outside uh, in the sporting industry. Duffy, you got one or two that might uh, come to mind? I reckon soccer managers take an enormous amount of heat, get blamed for everything. Um, <laughs> and I reckon AFL coaches as well. So, so coaching's a... <laughs> Coaches and co- oh, come on, you, you got Jack Darling. You jumped in on Jack Darling. Yeah, exactly. So Jack Darling is an individual. Do you think Jack Darling is now? Would he is he the WA Footy whipping boy? Yeah, Jack Darling's basically been a forty goal a year forward since he entered the competition. There's a lot of myths about Jack Darling. People say he can't play well without Josh Kennedy. Jack Darling's got a great record without Josh Kennedy. Oh, I'm a believer he plays better without Josh Kennedy. Yeah, because well, it, it simplifies the game for him. Because Jack. Uh, as Glenn Jacobs would say, not a rocket surgeon. 
<laughs> but so is it because JK was so immensely loved by everyone? I don't think there's anyone that doesn't like JK. Yeah. Um, they got so, to, when something goes wrong, they've got to find someone, and it's the such man an, Robin. Such an honourable player, uh, Josh Kennedy. Mm. And, you know, always gave a contest, always did the team thing. Uh, but Jack Darling, one of the best second forwards ever, mm. and doesn't miss shots at goal much. Um, takes a good mark. Um, played as a great foil to, to a good play yet. Mm. It's going to be interesting. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really excited about next year, what he can throw up. Yeah. I agree with the AFL coaches, absolutely. Horrible. Um, tough feedback that they get all the time. If the team's not winning, it's their fault. And all those sports, it's 90% of it's the quality of the player. That's the thing. Mention Premier League managers or soccer managers. Yeah. Frank DeBoer, you know who he is, Gus? He was manager of Crystal Palace on a three-year contract. Lasted four games. Ten weeks he got. Four games. Worn. <laughs> Should have done what his son did. Just yeah. go to another club. Matt. Yeah. And reinvent himself. <laughs> Sounds like Brett Ratton. <laughs> yeah, he's going back to Carlton, I reckon. It's the mail. Yeah. Good on him. Oh, good things happen to him. What about Adrian Dodoro, list manager? We were talking about people, Adrian Dodoro, list manager at Essendon. I don't think there's anyone that, uh, another list manager that gets more feedback than Adrian Dodoro. He probably gets a lot of feedback. I have to say he's had a uh, an interesting and long career for a person who's operated at a club that hasn't won a final since Noah was a kid. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And he's... And, and he's well, it's not behaviour. It's the way he goes about trades and that sort of thing. Apparently, he's notoriously hard to get along with. I like him. Good bloke. But he gets a lot. Gets a lot. What about guys, the jockey on a favourite? Yeah, the, the jockeys. We're going to keep going. It's amazing when your segment is hijacked by blokes you just don't have feel. It's your segment, mate. It's our show. Jeez. We're going to get around. What about... What what about... This is Scotty and Goss, isn't it? What about um, the backup quarterback to Tom Brady? (laughs) Who is he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The reason why we want to play the trumpet and the backup of the jockeys is it's certainly on top of my list as well. Uh, Roy from Templestowe is an avid listener, mm. avid listener, listens to us. Way, he's a West Australian, lives in Melbourne, uh, fantastic follower of SEN, listens to us more than listens to anyone else, has nailed it. Hutchie. Yeah. <laughs> Hutchie. <laughs> Loki cops more heat than anyone I know is Craig Hutchie. And not just from the West Australian about the Wildcats, it's just in general. Yeah. And he is... Uh, and I hope people have his uh, look out for him and uh, in your way. But cheaper he cops some heat. And I've got to say. And so does Eddie Maguire. I, well, Ed as well. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've met a person that handles it better than Hutchie. He might have Ed covered just a little bit on the way he handles it. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit reactive. <laughs> and uh, Ed loves the fight. Uh, I've got to get to, to a breakaway. I'm going to rattle off a couple more and you can too. Uh, female footy commentators. They yeah. cop a lot of heat. Oh, absolutely, they yeah. cop a lot of Good one. heat. Uh, match review officer, MRO, Michael Christian. Yep, definitely. Yeah, AFL umpire jockeys. If anyone else has got any more, uh, please let us know. Or individuals, Asada. Yeah, it's a good word. They take forever. <laughs> <laughs> Asada. Uh, get in touch with us at 13 12 55 736 Mark Duffield in after 8 o'clock with mornings. Teague Wiley joins us next. He's about to captain WA in the national under-19s. Whackety whack whack. Game of cricket.
starts tomorrow in Sydney. WA are over there taking on New South Wales at the SCG. WA are top of the shield table. Three wins and a draw from their four games. New South Wales, winless three draws and a loss. Teague Wiley's been kind enough to join us, who's got good re- uh, memories against New South Wales. He knocked up a century uh, at, down at the Wacker against them uh, in October, of course. Hey, Teague, appreciate your time. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure, mate. Congratulations on that century. It's the first time we've spoken to you. I know you've done the media street since then. Um, obviously, great memories. You look forward to facing New South Wales. Are you going to get a game? Yeah, it's great memories. Um, the, the team hasn't been announced yet, um, but obviously looking forward to the opportunity to take on New South Wales again at the SCG, which should be a completely different wicket to what we faced in round one. So you sit there as a, a bloke who's about to captain the under-19 team, Playing in the Sheffield Shield, where do you sit to, as far as team selection goes? Are you each week or each match going, am I in this week or am I not in this team? Or are you comfortable in where you sit in there? I don't think. I'm just happy to, to play any game of cricket that's possible. Um, you know, I'd, a lot of guys might maybe if they were in similar shoes would not want to, you know, play in the 19s. But I'm just happy every time, you know, I have an opportunity to bat. So from my perspective, Really looking forward to the under-19s carnival and getting the opportunity to, to captain that side. But, you know, if with um, the WA Shield side, I guess after the first round, I, I felt pretty safe. But a couple of low scores and a bit of, bit of luck, you know, I'll be back. But good opportunity this week again to try and get some runs on the board. Yeah, 100%. What sort of wicket? I mean, the game starts tomorrow, 7.30 our time over there. Obviously, we know that the SCG, well, for, for the best part, is a spinner's wicket. We know that the Wacker had some fire in it. Uh, have you had a look at the wicket? What does it look like? haven't looked at the wicket yet. I had a little watch of the one-day game that was at the SCG, and it looked like the square looked pretty bare. Yeah. So I think reverse swing is going to play a pretty big part. might be pretty early on in the game we'll see a bit of reverse so a little bit different to what you might see at the Wacker. However, we're going down to training in an hour or so, so we'll have a look and get a better idea of what the wicket's going to look like. It's got to be a good vibe in the team, sitting on top of the of the ladder, of course, Shield Cricket. It's, it's, I mean, I know we love short-form cricket, we love the scorches and we love 50 overs, but boy, oh boy, we love the winning the Sheffield Shield. Dropped out, I think, Teague Wiley there. So uh, we'll try and get him back up and running. Uh, like your question. Uh, it doesn't matter. Hey, I'm going to go through. I want to ask him a special question uh, in regards. Well, let's get our focus onto the 19s because WA begins there. Uh, there, it has, there hasn't been an under-19 carnival because of COVID since, yeah. uh, for a couple of years. So it's good to have it back. Their first game is against New South Wales Country December 15. The entire 50-over tournament will be played in Adelaide. Finishes to the 22nd of December. So it goes for a week. Adelaide's getting everything. Yeah, they are. Fantastic. Um, and and I, I was, I'm noted that there's a young man who plays for Fremantle. Teague Wiley, we've got you back, Teague. Thank uh, Just dropped out. All good. Uh, we're just talking about the under-19s and the carnival, which starts over there in Adelaide. There's a young man from Fremantle. Oh, what's his name, Goss? Well, uh, we're really going to follow him. What's his name, Goss? Doki Hookenboozum. Oh, hang on. Say that again. Doki Hookenboozum. Doty. Doty, yeah. Doty Hugenbusen. I'm tipping he's. Cool um, I'm tipping he's from South Africa. Yeah, he is uh, of Afrikaans heritage. Fantastic. What's his uh, What's his strength apart from having a crazy name? <laughs> I think you look at a young guy like Doki, and he loves to take the game on. He's also done a fair bit of work with Tom Scully, so he's got a great mentor and a great um, technique to be able to get through that new ball. So I'm guessing we might see him close to the top of the order. Um, facing the new pellet. Oh, he's got... Someone like him, I think he's really good throughout the middle. He probes the spin really well. Um, so just for him to get 
an opportunity. He hasn't played at many state carnivals. I uh, played at a state 12s one, but then I don't think he made the 15s or the 17s. But he's put in a lot of work, worked his bum off to be able to get the opportunity that he has. So hopefully you see a guy like him take it with both hands and have a really good carnival. Did you say the state 12s? Yeah, it's the state 12s. Don't be dismissive oh, of no. the 12s. Now, now, Teague, I don't know why? if you know, Teague. Teague, why? Well, back in my prime, um, three consecutive weeks, nine for eight, seven for one, seven for none. I had a bowling average of 3.6, and um, I've got the trophy to prove it. Oh, my God. At least you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I get reminded daily, fairly, of unbelievable. That's right. And he just he just treated that, he just flicked that one off his pad. 1975, I'm tipping Teague while he wasn't around uh, then. I've got to say, well, well Doogie, Doogie's got a, a cult figure name. There's no doubt about that. But I want to find out a little bit about you, mate. Are you, are you, you sound like you're like the full cricket nuffy. You love it. Can't get enough of it. Watch as much of it. Play as much as you, as you like. And and we know that after you got that century, uh, when you got out, you the, the pictures of you, you looked filthy. Feel most blokes, you know, your position would be pretty happy with that, but you look filthy. Tell us a bit about you as the, as the cricketer. You're just a full cricket nuffy? Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, you go through, if you were to walk through my house, there's red ball marks all over the roof. You know, every pole's got a few ball marks in it. Um, so the parents are probably happy that I've moved out now. They don't have to clear up with, put up with some banging noises. But um, I guess I've always just loved the game of cricket. Um, I always believe, you know, once you get to 100, that's when the party starts. So to, to get out, you know, after getting 100, I was pretty filthy. Uh, but... We no, tried, we, just, yeah, we tried to get you on the show, and apparently you were really angry yeah, and didn't want to come on. Too ticked off. <laughs> yeah, I was too loud and candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 mate, it is a big one. Uh, just, in, just before we let you go, uh, we appreciate it, and we're talking to Teague Wiley. The Shield game starts tomorrow against New South Wales, but he's captain of our uh, under-19s. What's your captaincy um, philosophy? As a leader, what do you think is your strength as a captain? I reckon from my perspective, I've always loved to win. Um, I'm willing to lose a game trying to win than just to, you know, draw it or, or anything like that. So I guess I'm always really positive, um, take the attacking option rather than the defensive option. And I think that's something WA cricket's always done very well. You know, we dish up a wicket that's nine times out of ten going to get a result because at the end of the day in shield cricket, a win's worth much more than a draw or a loss. So I've kind of taken that into my, my captaincy when, you know, down at Rockingham Mander or... Anytime I get the opportunity, I always try and win and take the positive option. I love that, guys. I'm, I'm prepared to lose a game in an attempt to win it. Yeah, How's stuff. WA going to go, mate? Where do we? Uh, how, do, how do you think we look going into this under-19s champ? Oh, I think we got a very good side. Um, good batting. you got Doki, Corey Wosley, Kai Orr, guys like Kate Povey and Ariane. So it's a very good batting lineup. The quick's also very good. we got a young guy, Marley, who... We played an intra-squad game at the Wacker the other day, and he's 17 years old, and he hit 142 Ks on the Wacker radar. So that's wow. another fast to look out for. Good stuff. Well, um, you're, you're at the helm, mate. Looking forward to it. The 14-man squad, under-19s. It starts December 15 in Adelaide against New South Wales country. But first things first, get back into form against yep. the Blues at the SCG. Thanks for joining us, great man. Well done. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Teague Wiley joining us. I said great man. He's 18. He's 18! Yeah. <laughs> he should have gone... Maybe going with Sun. On tomorrow, 
show. Ashton Agar ahead of Australia taking on England in the Dead Rubber Game 3 of the one day at the MCG. And also Sam Naismith, who's looking for a club at WA. Oh, yeah. Former Sydney Swan. Had a bit of an injury. Uh... I know one. I know if I Do you think he might go to the, the... Swan Well, if they're, if they're not on the phone to him, I'll be really disappointed. Big show. Well done, boys. Had a good, a bit of fun here today. And thank you for your feedback, too, uh, on the on the line as well, 13, 12, 55. And you can catch all of our stuff on the podcast. If you missed the whole show, probably wouldn't go down that line. It wasn't one of our better ones. But you could go down, <laughs> you could go down some of the We're going to stop finishing every show with that. <laughs> well, once it's done, it's ah, done. Good ones are coming, though, I'm telling you. I've just got a feeling. You're going to really hit a groove sometime when we're off air at Christmas and New Year's. 29 degrees, 33 tomorrow. Have a good one. Thanks, boys.